of wrestle fans welcome to episode 0.2 of the wednesday night war podcast our all-out pay-per-view review Five AM. We just finished watching AEW's All Out pay per view, and uh, we're gonna talk about it for a little bit. See what happens. See what we thought was good. See what we thought wasn't good. What did uh? Where do we want to start? First match, I guess, right? Yeah. Let's get this. Let's talk in here. We're yeah. both a little punchy. It's uh. It's after three o'clock in the morning. This. We're going to talk about professional wrestling. Oh, yeah, we are. That is what we do. We watched the show a little late. We watched the uh, the buy-in as it happened, and then uh, sort of watched the regular show a little later after that. So, well, we're going to see what, what happened, if we were right or wrong with our predictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoiler alert, we were wrong Super for the most part. Um, you'll find out that I'm not a liar, like Brett called me, though, last episode. Listen. I know. It's fine. It doesn't make sense to me, but hey. <laughs> so let's uh, let's start this out. All right. So, Lions started. Um, we we're a little late. A little bit. Hard to find where they were playing. It. Yeah, but we did get there. We saw it. We did. So, first match was the women's casino battle royale. Mm-hmm. Uh, winner was Nyla Rose. Yep. Uh, what do you think about that? Uh, I mean, I like Nyla a lot. Uh, I, I'm a big fan, actually. I think she has a lot of potential. I said that on the last show. You know, I, I like the look. I like the the moves. It, she'd be a, a, just a monster. Uh, but I was not expecting the win. I was picking Britt Baker. But I'm I'm more than happy with Nyla. Honestly, yeah, I agree. Definitely has a powerhouse look. Um, match overall. Uh, it was solid. It was kind of a disaster. <laughs> but when it got down to the final four, it was better. I was trying to be, be polite. No, I'm not going to be polite. It's, it's 3 a.m. We're on cut now. It's true. Um, no, yeah. I, I, honestly, my biggest issue was a lot of production issues. Yeah. Um, There's just a ton. Yeah. The camera cuts were sloppy as Camer, shit. The cameras were terrible. I, I don't want to bash them. I know they're still learning stuff, but the cameras were terrible. They were staying in the ring uh, for the action instead of the intros. There was no title cards for the people coming down to the ring, so you couldn't tell who was who. Yeah, I not, don't understand that. It's really weird. Lots of surprises, too. So, like, I didn't know who, unless you were a no-name like a Jazz or surprise entrant ODB, uh, I had no idea who you were. So that was that was a little off, and they they just their cameras just all over the place. It's a battle royal's hard thing to shoot. I get it. Jazz being bald, yeah. Me. Uh, sure. Seeing ODB was pretty ODB fucking was cool. dope. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, who else do we have in there? We had Bea Priestley, which yeah, Bea Priestley. I thought yep. I thought she shined. Yeah, her, she was good for sure. Her and Britt Baker, I just I want to see a few. It's built in naturally, so yeah. I'd like to see that. Uh, but yeah, Nyla, she mm-hmm. know, got the and job. They did the the 21st entry, which they call the Joker, was that Mercedes Martinez, who I'm not familiar with. Um, I, I slightly remember her. I think she was on a May Young class. Yeah. I didn't watch any of that, but I, I recognized the name. Yeah. I mean, she was over. Yeah, she was fine. She was talented enough. Um, no problem with her. I'm sure we'll see be seeing more of her, but uh, Nyla's your winner. Uh, they did some, some pretty neat stuff. Uh, in the match, um, 
Piper's kid, Teal Piper, Roddy Piper's daughter. Yes. Uh, first match, came in, did the eye poke, did the sleeper hold, uh, and then was quickly eliminated after that because, <laughs> you know, why not? Um, another thing that really bothered me was uh, no countdown clock. When they, they did the groups of five, there was no countdown. You heard the crowd talking, so there must have been some sort of notice in there. But uh, overall, it's just the little stuff like that that really makes matches like that work really well for a TV audience. I think they really need to work on Agreed. They'll get there. It's only the fourth Battle Royal or whatever they've done. I'm sure they'll figure it out. As the show went on, I thought production issues yeah. definitely went away. Mm-hmm. They, they did a great job with it. Yeah. But, yeah, wow, that was rough, yep. rough out of the gate there. But, yeah, yeah so Nyla, she's going to get the shot for yeah. the Women's Championship and on we'll, the first TV taping. And we'll find out against two in a few matches. Yes, we will. Um, so yeah, no, I'm more than happy with that. I really think Nyla can, can go places. Um Hope they keep that keep her going. Just a just a big sort of beast monster run. Uh, I think she can really pull it off pretty well. I think, sure. I think she's suited and built for it. I'm with you. All right, next match. Next what was match, the next match? Oh, had, yeah. This was still on the buy-in. We buy-in. had Private Party, mm-hmm. which I'm looking here at my notes. Their names are Cassidy and Quinn. Oh, I, I did not know that at all. I, I, not the notes, but... Which one has the bad suit tails? We don't know. <laughs> nah, you're not going to get me. Yeah, that. I don't know. Uh, against Jack Evans and Angelico. Angelico. So, first note about this. This match is definitely going to win ugliest fucking gear in a <laughs> professional wrestling match. I think I've ever yeah, seen uh, my life. It's not the, wor- not the worst I've, I've ever seen. I think uh, AEW alum Dustin Rhodes... Has some stiff competition for worst gear of all time. What could you be referring uh, to? I'll let everyone else figure that out. Uh, it could be multiples too, so you can <laughs> you can email the show with your pick for Dustin Rhodes' worst oh, gimmick of all time. Black Rain and TNA. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Private Party. I, I just I don't get him. Did uh, the gear is weird? The tails on the suit and. Like, come down dressed to the nines and then uh, strip down into your wrestle gear. I don't understand the spandex with the tails and whatever. Then they do some fun stuff and they're, you know, they're there. But they just it's kind of, I mean, it's the first show or not even the first match on the card. It's the second match on the buy-in. I, I, I don't know. I just don't like them. It's it's my thing. And J- Jack Evans and Angelico, 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 I don't know. It's three in the morning. Uh, they're... Uh, uh, just I don't get it. I, I mean, I've seen Jack Evans for years, and again, they do cool stuff, I guess, just if you little, like that stuff. But God, man, I can't get over that gear. Well, yeah, and that's the other oh, thing too. God. And Helico's gear is terrible. Like, uh, Eleven-year-old like Under Armour's wearing that shady yellow. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I took some notes during the show, and the thing that I wrote about in Helico was that he's a, he's a helmet away from being the dirt bike kid. Jesus. Uh, rest in peace, right? Didn't he what pass away? I don't know. Reference. Yeah, it's terrible. He's just uh, not good. But uh, there was what? A, uh, there was a shooting star. Somebody did a shooting star. It was really nice. I don't yeah, remember. One of, them did. one of them did. I don't that was know. A lot of hours ago. Yeah, it was a ton of hours ago. We don't remember. But uh, just a lot of long spots. Took a long time to set up. Sort of it took a long time to get anywhere. And then when they got anywhere, there was little stutters, little stops that just break the sort of flow of those big spots. If you're going to do big spot matches, uh, kind of like ones we saw later on in the card, you, they really have to flow for them to work. Agreed. Uh, it, for my taste, because you you're not wrestling then, and you, you got to get that flow down. I don't want to see a stutter step to, to get to a spot or take two steps forward too quick and your guy's not ready and you got to take a step back to kind of bide some time. Uh, it, it's not like a... 
like a holy crap, these guys suck kind of thing, but uh, they're just not there for me. Uh, there's a reason why they're on the, the pre-show, I think. Uh, yeah, I think it's kind of funny that they have a little bit of a tendency in the match where I thought they got uh, lost in the lights a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, maybe stages it's a little too big, but some stuff, it's just, mm-hmm. it didn't click. Yeah. Uh, they got the win. They did? Yeah, they won, and at the end, you know... Which I picked, by the way. I hate. That was one of my three. They were my pick. So, <laughs> so uh, they got the win at the end, and Helico and Jack Evans, I guess, turned heel. Didn't know if they were, they were faces before the match, but they attacked yeah, so, them. That's something AEW doesn't clarify. Beat them down. Uh, they exist. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Well, yeah. It's not terrible, not good. Uh, I wish on the pre-show, since it's like conceivably conceivably their idea is that they want you to watch this for free and if you're on the fence for buying the main show that this kind of nudges you in that direction and i just don't think that these matches really uh, sort of in the battle role even though i like how it ended up and i thought the final four and they were really good together and did some fun stuff uh i just don't think it nudged anybody in the right direction if you were on the fence to buy the show i don't know if you spent your 50 bucks after watching those yeah, the pre-show, two matches. the pre-shows so far, they have been yeah. super lacking, in my opinion. Yeah. But, I mean, main cards have been fun, but yeah, they pre-shows, have been. they're not yeah, doing the I'm not asking you to put Kenny Omega on the pre-show. Of course. Maybe shorter matches. You know what we did get yeah. on the pre-show, though? Uh, are you talking about Wardlow? I'm talking about Wardlow. Wardlow. We got Wardlow. I don't know what a Wardlow is. They showed him. He was walking through, like, an abandoned Toys R Us parking lot and uh, had a shoulder wound that was unexplained. And he beat up some just ne'er do wells, I guess. Yeah, he beat the shit out of some guys. Yeah. Um, Wardlow. Wardlow. I mean, he had a fun, he had a good look. He's a big guy. He's built. Uh, you know, he beat up four men. He, uh, you know, like we all do, is uh, choke slam people in a street fight because that's realistic. Um, but yeah, Wardlow. They that's how they just announced him. This his name come up. It's like I don't understand Wardlow. Ooh. Wardlow. Uh, Wardlow. I don't get it. But whatever. Wardlow. Uh, that, and that's how they ended the pre-show, which is super weird. I don't know if I said this Wardlow. Very bizarre. Uh, All right. That was Main the, show. Uh, that was the end of the buy-in. It was. So, started out with the main show. Started about 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, we had SCU versus, I guess this is our official name now, the Jurassic Express. That's what they said, the Jurassic Express. They that. said the boys and their dinosaur. They said, um, what, small boy, a boy and his dinosaur, or little boy, something to address Marco Stunt and his incredible stature. That dude weighs 106 pounds. Little dude. Little dude. Like, uh, literally 106 pounds. Yeah. That's so, and this is like, this is the first match we get JR, um, all that kind of stuff. We get, uh, the kind of taste of what he's going to bring to the table with uh, Golden Boy and Excalibur. Yeah, so the matches. my main takeaway from that was, mm-hmm. holy shit, Luchasaurus is over Over. Hell with over. The crowd. Love him. Yeah, I uh, saw him wrestle. I went to a Ring of Honor TV taping back late last year, and uh, I think he was on the opening match against Jeff Cobb. Okay. I, it was with a friend of mine. It's a I, lot of meat in that match. Tons of meat. And, yeah. Uh, we both were just like, eh, I don't know, didn't didn't really get it. But apparently something's changed since. Sure. And the crowd just absolutely ate him you up. Know, he's big. Uh, you know, he's got good size. Uh, you know, I think people think the gimmick, the look, kind of harkens back to a time where there was bigger characters in wrestling. 
You know, nobody's going to dress up like a dinosaur on WWE TV in the last 20 years or longer, really. Maybe they should. Maybe they should. Uh, I mean, the match was fine, too. You know, SCU, Christopher Daniels can really do no wrong. Frank Kazarian's very talented. Scorpio Sky as well. Uh, Daniels came down singing on his microphone. Uh, Those goggles. Yeah, uh, I think they kept they kept mentioning like combined like sixty three years of wrestling experience or whatever uh, in them between them, and that's that's pretty crazy. That's just Christopher Daniels <laughs> by himself. Uh, but yeah, it was you know the match again. It was it was pretty good. You know, SCU Christopher Daniels can wrestle anybody. I got my wish of having Christopher Daniels square off against Marco Stunt. So that was that was an interesting thing. And I actually, the thing I was worried about with Marco Stunt that they did, I thought they did really well, was, you know, he's so small, and he could do stuff, but it, conceivably, believably, he can't do wrestling moves to a normal sized human being. He's not going to suplex somebody like Christopher Daniel, even Christopher Daniel size. It's just not going to make sense. So they did some nice little spots with like. Luchasaurus having to build the momentum and Jungle Boy or Jungle Jack or Jungle Jack, like I wish they would call him, uh, kind of just pushing him to build him that momentum kind of thing, get him moving. Uh, so it was, it was a fine match, better than I thought it would be because I'm not a huge uh, Luchasaurus guy. Yeah, I definitely thought it was like solid for a pay per view. Mm-hmm. Opener, yeah. Yeah, I mean, hot crowd was into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you about Marco Santo. I legit yeah. like worried for him because I think we talked about it while watching the show. Yeah. Last time we both saw him wrestle matches on a GCW show where he like snapped his yeah. leg. And you do. You, you really were. I mean, he's 106 sure. pounds. So yeah. it, it's, it's the reality of it. And yeah. uh, hey, honestly, good for him. Mm-hmm. I think he's a good get for AEW for sure. Absolutely. But yeah, you, you do gotta well, kind of worry about him sometimes. But yeah, yeah definitely solid. Uh, SCU got the W. He did. And uh, yeah, I'll tell you what my favorite part of that match uh, is they, they did a, a spot over the ropes where Jungle Boy got thrown over and his hair wrapped around the top rope and for the rest oh. of the night there was a chunk of his hair hanging from the top rope on the ramp side of the ring so that was pretty pretty amazing I wonder how that uh, I mean it probably hurt I would assume so I've, I've pulled out hair before it doesn't feel great my hair's never been that long nobody's ever accused me of being a Jungle Boy um oh. Oh, but uh, SCU uh, finished with the, your favorite move. What's your favorite move? Go ahead, tell everybody. No. It's the best melts are ever. Like, all right. So, why? Why the fuck? I, I know the answer. Like, oh, mm-hmm. they're all boys with melts are. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. Like, it's fucking stupid. Well, Stop. I think, I, it's my opinion, whatever. I, I, I'm kind of contradicting myself because I said, oh, I'm not going to bury anything, but mm-hmm. fuck that. Enough. Okay. Enough of that. Strong words about the best, best Meltzer ever. It's a 20 up to 3. Right? It is. I'm in my prime It's right true, now. yeah. You do get very profanity-laced uh, the later you stay up. I've noticed that about you. Yeah. Last weekend, I was super punchy. It's true. <laughs> Whatever. All right, next match. So, next, next match. one was... Definitely the one that I was looking forward to the most. Shocked that it was on this early. Yeah, super surprised. Uh, when we talk about it, though, we're like, okay, get it, hot crowd. Mm-hmm. Put it on. Uh, was the cleaner Kenny Omega mm-hmm. going up against? They kept saying Pack. I guess it's Pack. Pack or Pac. 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 Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought 
Six to one, half a dozen to the other. <laughs> the bastard. Yes, and he, he does. He looks like a mean motherfucker. He does, yeah. Good I, to see him in there. Always liked him. Always been a fan. Always thought he was better than anything he was ever given in the... Absolutely. Where when he was with the competition, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, I think Kevin Lapka started chanting 205 at him during, <laughs> during it. I, I didn't pick that up. That's yeah, funny. I'm surprised he didn't well, start spitting at people right. because, well, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I thought the match was great. Mm-hmm. I really did. Uh, there was one where Kenny went for that move where he, like, leapfrogs the guy and tries to bulldog him. Mm-hmm. And when he went down for the bulldog, Pac just did that. He did, like, like the handspring. Yeah, handspring, oh, whatever. I mean, yeah. We both were like, cool. God damn, that yeah, was Yeah, it was nice. just athletic prowess. I mean, Kenny Mega's a really good worker. Of course. Uh, and Pac is amazing, the things he can do. He he does sort of the, the big spot flippy stuff that everybody else does. But he works it into a wrestling match, which I like about him. He's not just spot to spot to spot. He kind of he wrestles and does the big things, makes the big things count, then gets back to slow rest holds and stuff. Uh, my favorite part of the match was Kenny Omega and his Buff Bagwell-esque airbrush tights. Uh, but, I mean, if we want to call, start calling Kenny Omega the new Buff Daddy, I'm completely in. Uh, let's tag him up with somebody, the new Vicious and Delicious. I'm in for it. I mean, hey, Scott Norton just worked this weekend. So. True. Uh, but they did, they did both get gassed. It was a 24-minute match. And uh, they missed a couple things towards the end there, which is fine. It's understandable. I get it. Uh, yeah, and I wonder about. But I mean, I don't know. You guys how just much don't those, have to go as hard. That's all. I don't know how much those guys work. You yeah. know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say that they're not in ring shape. No, they're in I great mean, shape. But, but hey, you know, if you're not yeah. work. I mean, Omega, he was working a lot in New Japan, and mm-hmm. Hawk, I guess he was working a lot in Dragon Gate. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought it was great overall. The finish, I thought was cool. Kind of yeah. came out of nowhere. Surprised me with that. Like, uh, what were they called? The Brutalizer? Yeah, I, I think that's what like, they called it. Kind of like a ring of Saturn? Kind of. Like, like a like ring of Saturn crossed with like the octopus octopus hole. Yeah. They didn't do the pin on the crucifix, though. He just, he passed, Omega just passed out. That's how they yeah. ran it. So technical, like a submission or TKO, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was, it was cool. Um, Unexpected. I didn't expect Pac to win. No, definitely not. So, I know, guess I, that I, means he'll be around. You know, I think you even said on the preview show, mm-hmm. you even said there is no way in hell Kenny Omega loses this match. Yeah, I didn't think so at all. And, hey, good for them for yeah, going with something different. I hope Pac stays yeah, around. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I think it's going to be interesting now. What are they going to do with Omega? Because they kind of mentioned at the end about, oh, Kenny Omega's yet to find his heart for wrestling in AEW. So, what are they going to do? Is it going to be like a weird, like, redemption arc? Uh, um I'm interested to see once TV starts how they're going to handle it. I mean, because the guy, he's probably what top three workers that they have on the roster. Yeah, definitely for I mean, sure. The, maybe not a you're not a great promo necessarily, but uh, yeah, I mean the dude, he's he's a face, he's recognizable, and uh, yeah, he's he's one of the best workers and one of the best in the world, really. Absolutely, uh, second best from Winnipeg. Uh, next match. Um... <laughs> The next one we have. Uh, what was it? Oh, was, listen, we, we talked about it on the preview. We didn't know if it was going to be triple threat, three way dance. Boy, were we wrong because mm. this was the official Cracker Barrel Clash. Yeah, uh, I never would have guessed that Cracker Barrel was sponsoring what was essentially a mainstream death match. Yeah. I mean, death match light. It's, I mean, I, I major just, injury match, I guess. Not quite death. I think you said, you know. 
kind of WWF yeah. hardcore esque. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, just a, a little, little more. a little more. There was some staples. There was you know no real blood, uh, yeah. so but some had, crazy stuff. We had a so, match. We had the bad boy Joe Janela who may or may not been under an influence. Listen, I don't want heat with anybody. <laughs> I don't want anybody to come at me for anything, but. Uh, Joey Janela was definitely drunk, <laughs> which is fine. I, yeah, I don't I'm care. Not, I'm not hating on it. You know, that's, uh, but he was doing some rolls and some crawling on the ground that only a drunk person, I think, could pull off. So, <laughs> then we had, uh, J- uh, Jimmy Havoc, son of Davey Havoc. Son of Davey Havoc came out with that. Davey Havoc, one of the only people to have a son that's 25 years older than him. <laughs> And uh, then we had Darby Allen. Darby Allen, yeah. I had winning it. I had Jimmy Havoc winning it. No, I didn't. Oh, I was I'm sorry, I was looking at the wrong thing. I had Janela winning it. Yeah, I, I was looking at my notes. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. I circled Jimmy Havoc as the winner. So I thought it was fun. A lot of plunder. Yeah, tons of tons of plunder, tons baby. Listen here. Uh, yeah, it was just a fun match. They did some stupid things. They put thumbtacks in Jimmy Havoc's mouth and taped his mouth shut and. Had the staple gone, and <laughs> apparently Jimmy Havoc's whole character is just asking people to beat the crap out of him. So, which is what I kind of said on the preview. I said they were just going to beat the ever-loving shit out of each other. Yeah, and they did. Uh, tax spots. You had table spots. You had cracker barrel spots. You had tons of cracker barrel spots, spots with biscuits. There was there was a cornbread spot. Which hey. <laughs> If it's a Cracker Barrel clash, then who am I to judge? Exactly. Uh, overall, though, I mean, it's fun. Crowd yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, they did the some things. The Acid Rainmaker threw a Cracker Barrel barrel. Uh, Darby Allen climbed the top rope, put a barrel behind his back to jump off the top rope onto Jimmy Havoc, but he rolled it out of the way, and Darby just landed on the stairs on the Cracker Barrel barrel. Darby also did the ollie with the skateboard with oh yeah the pump, yeah <laughs> the, the, see that was good the thing that got me more was when uh, he had the skateboard up and Jimmy Havoc went to punch him and he just punched the skateboard full of tacks <laughs> which is super gross uh, but the monkey the monkey flip chair spot where Janela was yeah. Janela was in the chair and he monkey flipped him in a folding chair and he monkey flipped him out and he landed sitting in the chair it was a fun little a funny little spot that uh, they did and it was nice and. It's just a, it was an entertaining match, you know. It was, I also strangely enjoyed um, just kind of shooting staples at Yes, just to annoy them. Yeah. Defense mechanism. Let's go. Yeah, and the first of many Canadian destroyers. Uh, they did the Canadians destroyer outside through the table, which was supposed to be like a sunset flip, but it looked more like a destroyer yeah, than anything. And it was gross. It was real bad. That was actually the second Canadian destroyer. Was it? Did, first did I miss one? Britt Baker threw it out there. Oh, so, all right. Well, if you're right, it's the theory that I'm wondering that every time a Canadian destroyer happens on a wrestling match, PD Williams should get $500. So true. we're at $1,000 for this show. Okay. It will go well. Yeah, it will. It definitely will. Yeah. Lots more. So. Had uh, for a first round buy in the AEW Tag Title Tournament. Yes, we had the Best Friends versus the Dark Order. Uh, listen, I I don't get it. I'm just I'm gonna I, I just I don't understand the Dark Order. Uh, I remember them as Super Smash Brothers. I remember Player Uno before that. I don't get this Dark Order stuff. You mean you're not about Stu Grayson? Uh, Stu Grayson as the, like, I don't It's Evil Uno and Stu. 
it just doesn't make any sense. I, I just don't get it. Uh, maybe it's me. I could be in the minority here. I don't know. Uh, the, they have all the, like, man slaves that come out, and they're wearing, like, they're either Hollow Wicked or Delirious Masks. I don't know. What was it? Spooky Perverts? Oh, yeah. The crowd chanted Spooky Perverts at them a bunch, and if they change their, nick- their, their tag name to The Spooky Perverts, I'm going to buy six t-shirts. That's perfect, but they're not going to. Uh, I just, I don't get them. Uh, their, their work is not a problem. Uno looks like a monster. I'm, uh, you'll, uh, you'll learn about me that I'm a big proponent of fat wrestlers. I think the world needs more of them. Uh, not everybody can look, you know, cut and buff. I think fat guys can fight too, so. Now, do you prefer fat or barrel chested? Well, that's two different things. I mean, it's, that's like a third body type. Uh... <laughs> I don't know, they all have their benefits. Yeah. But I like a big old fat guy sometimes to just get in there and big pale fat guy. Yeah. Uh, but so, the spooky perverts, I don't know. I don't get it. Yes. But I, maybe I don't have to. But they seem to love them. I love the best friends. Uh, Chucky e. T Forever, when they got signed, there were some, among the announcements for signings, they were some of my favorite signings because I really like Chucky e. T. And Trent's good. Uh, Trent's great. But Chucky e. T seen him in Chikara and all that stuff through all those years. He's, you know, a pretty big fan of his. Yeah, I don't remember, honestly, much about the match. No, I, 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 I took one note. Stood out. Um, Chucky e. hit that awful waffle. Yeah, awesome. Chucky e. hit an awful waffle. Dark Order's finisher was actually pretty Dark Horse Fisher was, yeah, Fatality was really cool. Um, but the the moment from the match that I wrote down, the only thing that, that no, I don't want to say the only thing that matters, uh, but the only thing that matters in that match is that afterwards the Dark Order's minions and the Dark Order were kind of laying it in the, to Trent and Chucky e. T, uh, and the lights went out. This is where... Lights in the arena dropped, and uh, the best, the lights came back, you know, you get the, who's it going to be, who's it going to be, it's the, you know, crazy person going to come here to... You know, the save the best friends and the lights came back on and it was uh, up until this signing the greatest wrestler on the independence, uh, Orange Cassidy. When I tell you that I felt some sort of joy that <laughs> came over me, my God. Yeah. I love Orange Cassidy. Uh, he's he's just the best, you know, and the the crowd reacted really good for him. I'm glad they're giving him that sort of exposure. And he showed up with the sunglasses, the hands in the pockets, uh, did a suicide dive, kept his hands in his pockets, kept the sunglasses on, and then got back in the ring, did his kip up. Uh, and then they give the best friends hug with Orange Cassidy in the middle and they did the Okada pullback. And uh, it's just everything that wrestling needs to be right now. Brought it to my eye. Yeah. 2019 and Orange Cassidy got that reaction. He's trending on Twitter. Twitter, number nine trending thing in the country was Orange Cassidy. I'm literally, it's a smart one. Yeah, that's a pretty great thing. Uh, Dude deserves it. Dude's great. I hope he continues to get get the publicity and the exposure. uh, Yeah, he was one of those where he got signed and it sent a split down fans. I, I didn't watch anything from StarCast this weekend, but I was reading some quotes on Twitter. I think Cody came out and even said that he was a little disappointed that certain guys on the roster didn't stick up for the Orange Cassidy signing more. Interesting. Which, okay. you know, he's like, and he referenced Orange Cassidy, said he loved his work in Chikara, which mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Like, not just recent stuff, but even old stuff. Um, in the match itself, Dark Order got the win. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, I don't get it. I don't think the crowd really gets it. No. Uh, This is very lukewarm to them so far. Uh, The the, the thing I will say about it, you know, they are putting the effort and the time in to build a strong, engaging tag team division. 
which is nice. Uh, very nice. Especially in the world where the WWE neglects their tag team division pretty hard. Yeah, um, I'm not going to go off on a rant because this yeah. is AEW versus NXT. Yes. But, uh, but it's nice to see it. I love tag team wrestling. I'm happy to uh, to see a bunch. And Dark Order, again, the work is fine. I just don't they, I don't understand. It's a, it might be a little fault with the commentary team. Maybe they need better intro videos or more sort of stuff. The commentary team the, throughout the show, but this is one of those things where it really highlights it because I don't, I don't understand it. I don't know who they are really, and they don't do anything to explain that to me. You know, they just, oh, it's Uno. He's in a mask, and he's scary. And I'm like, okay, I get it, but why? Why is the other guy named Stu and dressed like he's from Braveheart? And the other guy's name is Uno, evil Uno, and he has a mask and a bunch of manservants. I, don't, I just, I don't know. They they need something more. Like they're obviously pretty high on them, so yeah. We'll see like, what they do. Like we kind of mentioned, I think that they have that history with the Bucks going back from Pro Wrestling Gorilla. So yeah, I don't know if it's a little favoritism. Maybe I don't know. I don't know if they're going to try to build up to those guys on TV. Um, who knows where we go? Yeah. I know that they're in the tag title tag title tournament. That's mm-hmm. easy to say. Um, so yeah, uh, again, biggest takeaway was Orange Cassidy. He's the star of this. 100%. Give him the strap now. So I agree. Next one we had, uh, first shot at the A-Wins title coming up against Nala Rose yep. on the first episode of AEW Weekly TV is, was Hikaru Shida mm-hmm. versus Riho. Yes. So... I thought the size difference mm-hmm. was really well. I thought Hikaru Shida, we discussed this while watching, she, I mean, she, mm-hmm. looks, she looks fantastic. Yeah, great look. Really, really like her. Looked a little bit of her backstory with Shock. Uh, she was an actress in Japan, starred in some movies, some TV. Uh, got a role in a movie about wrestling, co-starring a bunch of wrestlers, and trained to be a wrestler so the movie was believable, and then quit acting in movies to become a professional wrestler. That, I hope that's legit. Wikipedia doesn't lie, right? Yeah, internet's always right. Yeah, internet's always right. If you're written on the internet, it's true. Take that <laughs> to the bank. But yeah, it was a good match. I like Sheeta. I like Riho. Uh, we've seen them a bunch before. Sheeta, Hikaru Sheeta's kind of that striker, uh, a little bit bigger, like four inches height-wise, I think, something like that. And Riho's kind of that Sailor Moon-ish tiny girl. Yeah, uh, that's what she was, 96 pounds. Yeah. But it was a good, solid match. It was, you know, nothing, not the greatest match on the card, not one of the greatest matches I've seen, but just a solid, well-worked match uh, that up to this point might have, have been the best match on the card. Oh, yeah, that did happen before that, didn't it? Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it's 24. It was a good match, though. It was, it was a really good match. Uh, definitely better than... The pre-show stuff, so yeah, I enjoyed it. Rio yeah. definitely was uh, got to play baby a mm-hmm. little bit, and crowd was getting behind her. Uh, I know that Omega is going to DDT Pro to tag with her. Oh yeah, um, okay. You know, I don't know if they're gonna maybe push hmm. some chips in on her a little bit, which hey, that's cool. Yeah, why not? Uh, she's new. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, so yeah, I thought it was good. It was. Uh, thought it had a good pace and everything. Uh, Riho got the win. Yep, and, and the end of the match, uh, Nyla Rose came out uh, to the ramp and did a little taunting, and they're going to face each other for the for the title. Yeah, what do you think about that match? 
I mean, it's gonna be a pretty big size difference. Yeah. Uh, I think they're. I think they're gonna give it to Nyla. I think that's the way you go. I think they've been setting setting her up as the sort of the face of that division. Give her the strap, and then have her feud with Brandy and Awesome Kong. I think that's probably where they go. I would think so. Um, I don't guess Nyla was supposed to be hero. Yeah. Well. Um, but either way, I'm fine with it. The Rio can work. It's just a it's a size difference thing. They they'll have to really sort of put in their due diligence to make it uh, believable, it, it, as size wise. I don't think Rio's gonna be able to lift Nyla. Size difference is just too much there. So it'll be a lot of drop kicks and high like whatever high flying things Rio can do off the top rope and all yeah, that. Yeah, I just expect Rio but, to just bounce around, yeah. the ring and hey, maybe get a shock on it. But yeah, I agree. I think they're gonna go Nyla. Um, yeah. So next up. We have that Flying for the show. I know it's, it's right. kind of nice. Good. Yeah, um, for we sure. have because show. I mean, it was what four hours was, the main pay per view. Yeah, the main was four. The whole show was about yeah, five. So uh, we had that dastardly Sean Spears mm. and his weird ass contacts with yeah. uh, Mr. Tunabanchet. Yeah, uh, Sean, Sean Spears calling himself the chairman, which I take umbrage against. There's only one chairman. There's only one chairman in professional wrestling. So he went up against Cody. So mm-hmm. they, David Shotsbury's entrance came out with Tolly. Mm-hmm. And then in the back, they had Brandy with the dog and mm-hmm. MJF and, and DDP. DDP. Which had anytime DDP on the about it. Yeah. Uh, they were all dressed up like Star Trek characters. They were. Brandy was dressed as Seven of Nine. And then the rest of them were just dressed as other crew members. Yeah. So it, was, it, was, it was weird. Sure. I don't think people are really clamoring for Star Trek uh, in their wrestling these days, but it's fine. Maybe, yeah. maybe they'll cross over into other sci-fi movies, and one day Cody Rhodes and his buddy RoboCop will show up. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's, it's a little odd, but it's fine. It was all yeah. right. Pharaoh, their dog, was terrified on yeah, the entrance ramp. That's really bad. Yeah. Like, but... Um, so, that's itself... Going into it, I thought that it was a good story, mm-hmm. for sure. You know, the whole comment of, I think he's a good hand, the yeah. chair shot, whatever. I thought, you know, hey, this is yeah. going to be, story-wise, probably the most interesting story. Yeah. Emotionally, this, this this is the best match, the, the build-up. That's what Cody kind of does. That's his bread and butter. He might not be the best in the ring. He's good in the ring, but he's not as as flamboyant over the top as your, as your Omega's. Uh, or your Young Bucks kind of thing. So he makes up for it by making these matches count, making the storylines count, which makes sense. It's in his blood. That's what matters. So that you're mo- the most emotionally invested in this match, I think. And there was the big, who's he going to pick to be in his corner? Because everybody, Brandy, DDP, and MJF came out, and he only had to pick one. And he picked MJF to be in his corner, uh, which I'm pretty sure we talked about on the last show as being a thing. Uh, he was in the running, and uh, Dally and uh, Brandy went to the back with the dog, and MJF was there to kind of counteract Tully Blanchard. You know, and I thought the match started off really hot when Cody mm-hmm. just dove out. Yeah. So I died, I was like, sure. all right, hey, I just want this to be knocked out, drag out fight. I don't mm-hmm. want rest holds. You know, just punch, kick, some moves here and there, but mm-hmm. for the majority of the part, just each other. Yeah, it's, it needed to be a brawl. It's not the the build up, the the damage that was done, the 
talking about the friendship that was burned out and destroyed over the chair shot and the jealousy and all that. You kind of just need to brawl it out. You don't need to be doing rest holds and all kinds of suplexes or chain wrestling. You just need to punch each other in the face until somebody goes down. Yeah, so we we had Cody mm-hmm. go over. Uh, there was my second favorite part of the show. My yeah. best, uh Orange Cassidy was... Yeah, so well before he went over, really, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, MJF was interfering a little bit. Tully was doing his thing. Uh, Tully to, looked great. Tully did look really good. He taped up his fist at one point to go after MJF. <laughs> uh, suddenly, after the heel tactics here and there. Uh, and then he started to interfere in the match for real. And a uh, familiar face came down. The ramp uh, to sort of save Cody and make sure the match stayed a little even. And that person was the enforcer. Double A. Double A. Arn Anderson. Anderson. He came down, got into the ring. Yeah. Posted up in his jeans. I think I saw someone on Twitter say that. Yes. Dressed like Orange Cassidy a little bit. You know, the all denim. And uh, he did what Arn Anderson does better than anybody else ever. And he did a spine buster. So, and then he said, you know, that not tonight. He's not letting Tully interfere and kind of take this match away from one or the other. So uh, he walked back, and Tully sort of followed him, figuring out why the Brain Busters have beef. Well, hey, next pay-per-view, you know what they're going to lead to. The Brain Busters explode. Yeah. Let's get a one-on-one match. Absolutely. I'll watch that. Let's get them back in the ring. I think Arn needs a little – needs to hit the gym a little bit before that (laughs) happens. So, yeah, so Cody. You did? Uh, I didn't have that happen. Me either. I thought this would be a much longer feud with Cody going, getting beat up a little bit, something to come back to. So who knows where they continue with it. Um, I think it'll still go, but I really, I thought Cody was going to take that one. Yeah, they kind of teased at the end afterwards, you know, behind him, MJF picked the chair up, mm-hmm. and we're going, here it comes. Yep. Boom. Yeah, waited for that MJF turn, like, to give... You know, the guy's a great talker, one of the, the best pure talents they have. And I, I really expected that to kind of segue into an MJF versus Cody feud. But for now, they're best friends still. Yeah. Not the best friends, but best friends. Arnold's one of the said he him as the roller coaster. The roller coaster. That's weird. But, um, uh, yeah, I, I – overall, I mean, hey, it was – Good story. Cody, Cody puts on good matches. They're, you know, they're not spectacular. He's not doing high-flying stuff or high-risk stuff. Just solid, well-wrestled matches. Sort of an older-school NWA kind of style. Uh, but he did do one thing that we've yet to mention. Uh, he did a bionic elbow. Yes. Which is great. It's always good to see. You know, he did the the whole the build-up, the, the roll with the arms, and... Bionic elbowed him, and that was that's nice. It brings a smile to my face and a tear to my eye. Yeah, he even did so, the, uh, the drop down on the mat with the uh, punch yep, up. Yep, did like, the little Dustin thing. And, shout out to those boys. Yeah, so, so keep it, you know, keep it in the family. And uh, every time you reference Dusty Rhodes, I'm more than more than happy to talk about it and watch it and send me down a spiral of Dusty Rhodes videos on YouTube. Right. That's right, baby. Listen here. <laughs> Uh, up next, we had the Escalera de la Muerte, which... It, what? Yeah. 
That's that's what it was being referred to as. Uh, See that, that in my notes? Well, pay attention, bro. Oh, I don't even want to spell that. <laughs> I couldn't even so, that. <laughs> it was uh, the ladder match for the AAA Tag Team Championship. Is that what it meant? Is that what those words meant? Gordon ladder match? Yes, Gordon Marquez. That's the Marquez death, though. That's weird. I don't know I don't think so. I mean, yeah, people might have, yeah, Young Bucks might have died. That's true. So we had the Lucha Brothers, uh, which mm-hmm. is Pentagon Jr. in that badass blue gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did look good. His gear looked good tonight. And his brother Ray Phoenix mm-hmm. uh, against the Bucks of Youth. Mm-hmm. So, as we were talking about, during the match, there were a couple spots where we yeah. were just going, why? So I, why? I'm not a fan of the Young Bucks. I want to bury them. I, want, I would like for them to listen and maybe one day sponsor our podcast the as, right as the official podcast of AEW. That's not, I mean, not going to happen. But I, I just, I don't like the Bucks. I don't, I, I'm not into their matches. They don't, to me, don't actually wrestle. It's just all segments and spots. Uh, there's sort of no, there's no logic, very little wrestling. What they do is impressive. What both of these teams do is impressive. They do a ton of flips. They do some cool spots. They do some crazy things. They seem to have no regard for their safety or the safety of those around them. None whatsoever. But just, I, I need to see some sort of wrestling. It was like what I was saying with Pac earlier, where he does the flippy stuff. He does the dives. He does the dangerous things. But he works it into a wrestling match better than these guys do. So I just, I'm not a fan. I've been entertained by them. It's just not what I come to see. It's just not. They're never going to be on the top of the card for me when I'm like, oh, I can't wait to watch the box. It's just never going to happen. And the fact that we've seen these guys work each other so many times over this past year already, uh, it just it it just feels like nothing new, which is a shame. But they did nearly kill themselves. I mean, the Bucks were probably trying to commit suicide. Uh, they did some really wild, high-risk chair spots. The one, hold on, I wrote it down because I don't know which one's which. Nick, yeah. Nick did the uh, was got pushed off the route, off the ladder, and there was two tables set up outside, side by side, and he was supposed to go off the ladder through the tables. Only he didn't jump, so his ankles hooked the top rope, and he just kind of went a little ass over tea kettle through the one table. It looked like he was dead. It was brutal. It, it was, was gross. It was honestly just like, all right, I just like, hey, yeah. And I just, I don't get the point of doing stuff like that. It just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't, and people talk about it, I get it. You'll, there'll be clips up on YouTube and Twitter gifts forever, but it's just, it's not my kind of thing. Yeah, and there was one spot in the match where... It does make me go, holy shit, though. Yeah, for sure. There was one spot in the match where we were just both kind of like, what is the logic behind it where, I think it was Nick, uh, whatever... Matt had one of the brothers on the mm-hmm. ground set up for that Meltzer driver, mm-hmm. and he kept, he was climbing, Nick was climbing up the ladder, and he's looking at the belts, but he's looking down, yeah. and does he want to hit it, or does he want to get the belts? Mm-hmm. I mean, the logic of um, win the match. to win the match. That's what you're supposed to do, so win the match. Yeah, just win the damn match. I, I don't know. I, I'm, again, I'm also not the biggest Bucks fan in the world. Yeah. What they do, like you said, crazy holy shit stuff. Uh, the 
Canadian destroyer off the ladder from yeah. a table. It's crazy. And there's like, another Canadian destroyer, so if you keep a track. That's on, uh, what, 1500 in his pocket? Yeah, I guess I so. There's probably more. There, so yeah. Just pay Petey Williams a yeah, bunch of money. Just man. wrestling as a whole owes that man a ton of money. Uh, absolutely. But the Rock and Roll Express get a pass. They don't have to pay him anything. So in the match, Lucha Brothers went over. There's another gross... Oh, spot yeah. though. The was. other buck, after climbing the ladder, fighting with Pentagon Jr. and tearing his mask off, which I thought was a cool tactic to stop him from getting the belt because he drops to cover his face. Uh, Pentagon Jr. got up and pushed the ladder over with the the one young buck, Matt. Matt, young buck, Matt Buck. What's his name, Matt Jackson? <laughs> uh, still on the ladder. He goes to fall, and he's supposed to do the thing where you fall in between the ladder, but really he just fell onto the ladder and sort of bent in half and it, it just it was just it was right after the the spot before where the other one didn't clear the ropes and it was just two things where maybe they planned it that way because they were back to back i don't know but then there was a lot of just weird things of the the opposite teams doing the exact same move to the other person like the one lucha brother would be up on the top of the ladder with a buck on a table and the buck would be up on a ladder with the other lucha brother on the table and the the buck and the lucha brother would look at each other and then do the same move it's just odd i don't know it's just not wrestling it's just spot stuff and i know people really like them and they're huge fans and they buy the toys and the t-shirts so watch being the elite. Uh, the young bucks aren't for me in any capacity, yeah. wrestling or personal or <laughs> on the YouTube. I just the YouTube, the YouTubes. Yeah, I, you know, it's not, they're not for me. I get to the point where it, it is caught up with me with our new Japan run, where if I'm trying to look for any excuse to justify their match mm -hmm. I don't, i'm done like yeah. I, I don't care anymore yeah i don't need i don't want to search it's a, for it's a good way to put it yeah i don't need to search for reasoning to be like no. oh it was okay when truthfully i i don't care yeah. I, just, I don't care for it they, they entertain me i've been entertained by them in the past here and there but i just not they're not for me yeah, and, and like I don't think they ever will be i think commentary mentioned this is like the fifth or sixth yeah. match they've had brothers this year yeah so was lucha brothers wouldn't keep those guys away from each other yes. i mean we're we've seen it i'm tired of it yeah uh some interesting stuff happened after the well, match so. lucha brothers won and that was one of the matches that i said that i was right on that's my second match that i was right on I got that all right so we're both right we're both geniuses uh, clearly i'm not gonna go that far yeah, so after the match, go ahead. Yeah, so after the match, we had some uh, point, point break. Point yeah. break where uh, two gentlemen ran out with hoods and yeah. president masks. Yeah, the ex-presidents, the bank robbers yeah, came out. And proceeded to beat the shit out of both the brothers and the Bucks. Uh, they hit a finisher, which I can't think of the name of it. It's like a powerbomb blockbuster combo out of the corner. Yeah. And I went, ooh, I know who that is. So LAX debuted. That's Santana and Ortiz. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I know that you mentioned that you don't really know who they are. I, I know who they are. I'm not super familiar. I didn't watch much of TNA or anything. Yeah, I only uh, watched uh, a few matches there in TNA with the Lucha Brothers, and I thought they yeah. were a lot of fun. I uh, saw them at a match over Mania weekend for yeah. House of Glory. They worked um, like a six man against I watched, Yeah, I watched their program with Eddie Kingston when he was on TNA. Yeah. Because I like Eddie. And uh, I watched them, obviously, before I mentioned work the Rock and Roll Express where Ricky Morton pulled off a Canadian Destroyer <laughs> uh, where he doesn't have to pay Petey Williams because it was yeah. 
to Ricky Morton. Yeah, so I think, uh, I, I, like we mentioned before, building the tag division, I mm-hmm. think they're a great addition. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I know there are a lot of rumors, where they going to NXT, where mm-hmm. are they going to AEW. I yeah. think nobody really thought they were going to go to NXT because no. I don't know what they would do with uh, them there. Yeah, with I the, think the, the track record that the WWE has of calling up NXT tag teams and doing absolutely nothing with them. Yeah, so I think they're a really good fit for AEW. Yeah. Um, I can see them... I kind of don't want them to do the Lucha Brothers stuff immediately just because yeah. they, they just worked it in Impact. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if if you're kind of a, I guess, get a lot of your wrestling content on the internet, at least you, you might pay attention to Impact a little bit, so yeah. you've seen it. Yeah, they're and, good faces. They're good just, faces of the tag division, or yeah. in the tag division. Yeah, and it, it just happened mm-hmm. recently, so. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be in the tournament and yeah. have a couple matches against some other teams. Yeah, but so, they'd be a good pick to run for the to become the inaugural tag champs because because they have that little bit of weight behind them. Yeah, I agree. Definitely good addition. Mm-hmm. Uh, so up next we had your main event of the mm-hmm. evening. My main event of the evening, absolutely Crown, correct. The AEW World Champ. Yes. So we had the Hangman Adam Page mm-hmm. who made his entrance on a horse. It's true. Only half cowboy gimmick, which is a big problem for me. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand who who Hangman Page is, other than the third guy on the roster who wears a black vest and doesn't follow the rules. Uh, so see him on a horse is cool. Uh, I understand there was they kind of didn't like the imagery of him walking around with a noose anymore, but he's a cowboy, right? He was chewing probably like bubble gum because wrestlers don't chew tobacco anymore. But he should have a cowboy hat. He should be wearing cowboy boots. And uh, just go full on the cowboy gimmick. Wrestling needs more cowboys. And they don't really have one now. And he rode out on a horse, but he's not full cowboy. And that bothers me. I think uh, you may have said, you know what? I just wish it was Terry Funk. Well, yeah. I I wish everybody was Terry Funk. But I was like, here's what I want him to look like. I want him to be in cowboy boots. I want him to have chaps. I want him to have a poncho. I want him to have a cowboy hat. I want him to have a branding iron. I was like, I just want him to be 1989 Terry Funk. (laughs) And not that I want him to wrestle like 1989 Terry Funk. I want it to be Terry Funk from 1989 in AEW. I'm just not going to get that. Unfortunately. But just go full cowboy. Even I'll, I'll accept full cowboy Bob Orton. Just go full cowboy. Cast him he, he does a lariat as one of his signature moves as a cowboy. you got to also spit chewing tobacco at people, or you're just not doing it right. Or ride that horse into a bar. You should ride that horse in for the wrestling match, and after the wrestling match, you ride that horse into a bar. And if the executives have any problem with it, you tell them you're going home because your horse is sick. That's what you do. That's how you run a cowboy gimmick. I love you for yeah. Hey Terry, how's the horse? Sorry. <laughs> so we went up against uh, 2019. His nickname is now the Pain Maker. Oh. Uh, Christopher Jericho. Mr. Christopher Jericho came out in that stupid ass jacket with that stupid ass yeah. hat. Ugh. Dude, I just I don't get it. Like. I, I love Chris Jericho. I've always loved Chris Jericho for a very long time. I mentioned on the last show, I think he's a very important part of my history as a wrestling fan. But man, this Chris Jericho is just not for me. Yeah, and that was the main thing, I think, coming into the match. Um, you know, hey, this is your this is your big main event. This is your world title, the first one ever. Mm-hmm. 
I don't think they built Paige well. No, not at all. I, <laughs> Paige screams like nepotism. He's just, he's a friend. That's why he's in that position. They didn't want to go with Cody or Omega in that position because we've already seen Comega, Omega, Omega Jericho, <laughs> uh, a few times, so they're like, well, we don't want everybody to scream at us for putting putting ourselves in the main position, so let's just put our friend in the main position. Hangman's always just kind of on the cusp there, and he's, I don't have a problem with his work, I think he's fine. Again, another guy does nothing really flashy, he's young, so he's got tons of time and area to improve on and get better and get coached right, but they just didn't do a good job of building him. I don't, I don't know the sort of emotion or the investment in this match was really what they wanted it to be, particularly for a big deal being their first title match, first world champion. Yeah, the only build that I could remember this was Jericho busted his eye up. Yeah. That's really it. Um, well, did he bust his eye with the elbow? Or was it just a punch? I know it was the, 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 the yeah, the world's friend. fastest elbow. Yeah, that's why you didn't see it. That's why he got caught with it in the eye, because it's the fastest elbow anybody's ever thrown. I clocked it. I have a radar gun. I pointed it at the TV when it happened. That elbow gets thrown faster than Nolan Ryan can throw a baseball. I promise you that. Scientific. I have the scientific evidence to back that up. That's probably the last time I've watched baseball. I'll show, it is, yeah. I had a Nolan Ryan folder in the second grade in school. Uh, I don't know, Tin Lindicum, that's a guy. Uh, Lindsay come up close. Hey, you know what? Whatever. Yeah, uh, give me credit. Uh, give me credit. I, think he's I don't know. Whatever. Randy Jackson, I was a guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Randy Johnson, that was a guy too. See this wait, 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 is this a baseball podcast? No, it it's a four AM wrestling podcast. <laughs> I don't. But yeah, then, anyway, yeah, let's get back to it. Let's get back to it. It's the world's fastest elbow. I have the scientific <laughs> documentation to prove it. Yeah. If you are doubting me in my scientific study, email me at uh, WednesdayNightWarPod at uh, gmail.com. And I'll send you the documentation. I have it. Jericho's Jericho's not built well either. That leads, oh. that leads right into the other note that I wrote, is that uh, Jim Ross said Jericho's in the best shape since the late 90s. <laughs> and I responded to that with, well, he's in a shape. Yeah. He's, yeah. Got, he's got ab. Uh, it's there. So, I didn't think that his last few bigger matches really... Delivered. I honestly don't think he's really had a good match since the first match he had with Omega. Yeah, he just like two and a half years ago. Yeah, it was just it was just unfortunate that he was he was there in those last matches. Yeah. So overall, with the match, um, my personal feelings, I think it went a bit too long, but just shy of thirty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Shy 30 minutes on a five-hour show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could even tell the crowd was just yeah, kind of crowd, crowd. crowd was dead. Uh, I don't think it was a bad match. I don't either. It was fine. Jericho can still do some things. He didn't do the lion salt, thankfully, for my nerves. <laughs> but he was... the spot where hit him with that discus elbow. Yeah. And he busted him open. Hard way. Uh, hard way. You know, I put... I, 
I thought, hey, that's a cool callback. Yeah, you, you know, they, they saved the blood for the main event. There was, was like, even the, the death match, the crackle, Cracker Barrel uh, presents death match, <laughs> uh, didn't have any blood in it, even though there was people getting stapled and stuff. So they saved them the blood for the main event, which is supposed to do, make it count that way. If everybody bleeds, the bleeding isn't special. Yeah, so, so with the match, um, Y2J, is your first yep. AEW champion. Is a very typical main event American wrestling on cable TV match. So. Yeah, I'm with that. Um, I just... I, I know that they're trying to build Paige. I honestly felt like the like it was a little bit too big for him. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, but that show. Again, I don't want to get back into this whole conversation, but nobody kicks out of the Judas effect. And he took one. So, and that's it. That was the end of the match. He took a Judas effect, and nobody kicks out of it. Nobody's kicked out of it yet. Uh, yeah, like I said, I think it was good. Mm-hmm. I think it was far from great. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's the wrong match to end a five-hour show. The crowd was dead. It's late. But it was, it was, yeah. I don't think there's anything really wrong with the match. There just wasn't anything really great with it either. Yeah, and, you know, going into it, we talked about it on the preview where I thought, hey, you're ready for Hangman, mm-hmm. time to do it. Uh, after watching it, I was like, you know what? Nah, not yeah. time. Uh, yeah. I think Jericho was the right call. I think it was a safe call. It's the call I picked. Yes, you did. And and you called me a liar. Well, or something. You called me something because of it, and I don't appreciate that because I was right. I was right. That's just where it is. I was right. I was right. You're right. Yeah, I do. Because <laughs> uh, I knew, I just, they, they went with it because, as I said in the last episode, he, if you're flipping, flipping through the channels, you haven't watched wrestling in a while, you don't know a ton about indies or AEW, you see Chris Jericho with the title belt, you think, I know that guy at least from whatever period of history he was a part of, wrestling history. Uh, so I think it's it's what they do. I don't think it'll be a long run. I think it's 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 good publicity, gives the company a leg up gives Jericho that sort of ego boost of now having another thing that he can say he was the first at or the best of. Probably write a whole other book about it now. But uh, it's just a decision I thought they were going with. I wouldn't be surprised if he loses the belt on the first uh, Wednesday night Nitro, whatever they're going to call it. Wednesday night Dynamite. I don't know. Who knows? (laughs) If it is, they're going to owe us money because we have it here recorded (laughs) before it was announced. But I wouldn't be surprised if he loses it on that first show. Yeah. But for right now, he's a good boost for the, to try and snag a couple, couple more casual fans, put asses in seats. So. Yeah. So overall, uh, with the show, couple yeah. thoughts. Okay. Um, I thought it was a really good show. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's entertaining again. It's on par with the rest of them. I don't know if it was the best show they've done. Probably wasn't. I don't think it was. It was an entertaining pay-per-view. There was no point through it where I was really groaning or suffering through anything. Uh, they, you know... No, was there wasn't anything where I was like show. that. No, absolutely sucked. Yeah. Uh, no, nothing like that. I mean, was I interested in more matches than others? Sure. I think my interest kind of peaked a bit early mm-hmm. with Omega Pac. Yeah. Uh, the layout of the whole card, mm-hmm. I, I mean... I was kind of confused by it, and but you know what? Yeah, that's something I think that's going to come with time with mm-hmm. them. I mean, what is this like their fourth show, fifth show, something yeah. like that? Mm-hmm. It's going to come with time. Um, I just thought some stuff was yeah. out of place a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I just think that I didn't 
you know, when you when we were texting earlier, you said it's on from eight to midnight. Yeah. I said there's no way. I didn't think they'd do the full hour. No, I said, of the uh, main show or for full hours. Yeah, four like, hours. Oh, I'm like that's a half hour buffer for pay per view reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a lot of package. They did a lot of the recap and replays after every match. So we watching it on the delay, we're able to kind of run through that stuff a little bit quicker. But there was it's a long show. It's definitely a long show. Yeah, uh, I just think that they need to before they get on television. And I think this was the last show before TV. Mm-hmm. Some of the production stuff needs to get cleaned okay. up. So that's going to lead into a question I wanted to ask you. Yes. So what did I want you to give me? Just one or two things of what you think they did right, and what you think they've done wrong. I'll start. What they did right. A lot of matches in the 10 to 12 minute range. I wish it was a little shorter. I'm sure once you get to two hour TVs, there's going to be six to eight minute matches. I think you have to. You have to bring in some enhancement talent, get you guys over. They're saying, kept saying, they'd show the win losses on the screen and kind of say, wins do matter. They keep hammering that home. So I think that was one of the things that they did right. I think it looked really good. I think the lighting looked good. It looked like a big time wrestling show. From that angle, when the camera was on the ring, it looked like the same sort of value of a WWE show sort of thing. What they did wrong, and there's probably a list of it, the camera angles were real bad in the beginning. And you have to get better, particularly if you're trying to showcase these women wrestlers like you are in the Battle Royal. you got to get better at the camera work. At one point, they put up a graphic for Jimmy Havoc when Darby Allen was walking to the ring, which is a, a boo-boo and a no-no. And the commentary needs to be better at explaining who who's there, why they're here, what they're doing, sort of thing. They tend to miss a lot of stuff. Uh, JR is still not as good as he could be. Still needs to be carried a little bit. And I'm pretty sure he hates about 75% of the roster. He won't say that. But you just know from he's a Bill Watts guy. Bill Watts would have a canary over Orange Cassidy. <laughs> so... I just I, I I hope those commentary guys get better. Golden Boy wasn't that good. Excalibur's good. JR's all right. So we'll see. But that was my what they did good. I think they have plenty of rooms for improvement, but it looked very good, and match lengths were were decent. Uh huh. I stole all your stuff. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, I do think that the last three matches, I think they all went over 20 minutes. Yes. That's tough. It is tough. You know, it's, you know, I I say that it's tough, but then you can watch another Mm -hmm. show from certain other companies. They do it, and I'm like, yeah, it's the best. But, no, it it just, the last two matches, it's over 20 minutes. To me, the difference, it, it is a lot. And they did have a lot, a couple shorter matches, which I liked, but... The I get the twenty minute matches is, is it's a little different for me when it, when it's a New Japan match and they go forty minutes they're just beating the crap out of each other they don't really stop when it's WWE that's the other half of it if they go twenty minutes there's just stalling and running around and doing nothing and it's it just like wrestle and this was like the middle ground you know they they kept the action going they kept the pace going so I didn't mind the twenty minute matches so much I do wish they were less but overall for me at least. The little 12 minuteers that were there, here and there, that was kind of refreshing because they were pretty decent short little matches like that. Yeah, that was probably my biggest gripe was not every match needs to be 20 minutes long. No. 
there are certain ones that I do feel that, yeah, absolutely, the longer the better. Yeah. Uh, you know, we mentioned it with Omega and Pac. We feel like their matches, the longer they go, the better they get. I don't think Omega knows how to tell a story in an eight-minute match. Yeah, I mean, with entrances, I don't think he'd be able I don't to do it. Know the last time I could make a spot in an eight-minute Omega match. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, even what, Fight for the Fall. I, my favorite match of the card was Omega mm-hmm. Shuman. That went like a half hour. Yeah. And, but it's just, there's just certain guys like that. The longer I go, the better it gets for me. Okay. Um, the production stuff, especially mm-hmm. on the pre-show, some of the camera cuts terrible. are just terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, even sometimes, like, they had the blue lights on the crowd, and they would mm-hmm. shoot the crowd, and you couldn't really, like, See the person? I'm yeah. like, oh, well, that's strange. Uh, commentary, I do feel like it got better mm-hmm. a little bit from the, la- from the last Better show. than Alex. Mar- Alex Marvez wasn't very good. Yeah. Golden Boy is better than yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, Gold Boy, Golden Boy, Golden Boy. Silver King. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I do think that their commentary got better. JR, I don't know, some of the stuff he still says, I'm just like, oh, boy. Yeah. Um, I... My take on the whole right now, where they stand, so your world champ is, what, 48? Yep. So I get your, where you're coming from mm-hmm. with, you, know, you need recognizable, you need somebody recognizable. Mm-hmm. I get that. But at the same time, you know, they they want to harp on, you know, we're new, we're hot, we're young, we're fresh. Yes. And that's something they're definitely not executing as well as they thought. The, a lot of the product is very similar to the other side. Yeah, and you know, especially when you you know said, "Hey, we're alternative and we're running our own race. Mm-hmm. And we're we're not competition." But then you go around on the Starcast events and. You know, you shit on WWE, and it's like, guys, you you really gotta pick what you're going with. Yeah, there. we're not in a competition, but we will smash a throne with a sledgehammer. Yeah, it's, and yeah. it's I don't know. I, I I truly do want them to succeed because, like you said, there are a lot of people there that we've been invested with mm-hmm. for a long time now. Yeah. And I want to see them be stars and make money yeah. and put on the best matches. And not hear the camera counting down to the end of the pay-per-view when Chris Jericho's walking up and the that's aisle. That's another thing. Like, come on, guys. Like, yeah. Jericho was walking up the aisle, and you heard the guy, about, like, the director saying, 10, 9, yeah, 8, so that Jericho knew when to pose to the camera and when the camera was cut. Yeah, and It's simple stuff like that, but it's their fourth show or fifth show, like, should have this stuff worked out already. It's not going to fly when it goes to TNT. Yeah, and even on the pre-show, there was a backstage MJF promo. Mm-hmm. The crowd couldn't hear it, and you could hear the crowd chant, yeah. turn it up. Yep. It, it's stuff like that you've got to get cleaned up. Yes. Um, you've had, like, five shows now, whatever it is. Yeah. That shouldn't happen. Well, you're not, to your point before about Jericho as champion, you're not going to beat the WWE in a ratings war with a guy who was last seen on their show in the mid card as your main guy. I get why I picked why I understand it, but long term, that's not going to be the guy. So hopefully he puts asses in seats. He gets people to stay on a channel. gets people to think about the show and tune in, but I don't expect him to have that title for long. He's not the answer long term. Yeah. And another thing I kind of noticed that maybe, I mean, maybe they did. I just didn't notice it, but, uh, they didn't really 
mention like what happened to Moxley. No. And why Pac was in the yeah. was in that match. Explain it. You know, because yeah. that guy's supposed to be a big part of mm-hmm. your company going forward, but you're not even explain like yeah. giving an explanation. Um that that's just my, my big thing with it. Yeah. I just think that I don't know. I did I think it was a good show? Yeah. Did I think it was a really mm-hmm. good show? Mm. I don't know. I, I can't answer that right now. I mean, we just finished it, so yeah. maybe I might have to merit yeah, it for a little, little bit. But I, I thought it was. A, I thought it was a good show. I didn't mind paying for it. Yeah. I won't pay that money for pay per views every month, uh, but it doesn't look like they're doing pay per views every month because they did announce their next thing, Full Gear <laughs> pay per view. Full Gear was Full it? Gear November ninth. So they have till November ninth to get the pay per view stuff right, and October second. For the TV show stuff. That is so what yeah, they said. So what they have, they'll probably have what four TVs then to set that up. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, they got some improvement, but so far, I can I'll say at least that they did not put. They have yet to put on a bad show. Every yeah. show has been at least good. This one might have actually been the weakest. It's yeah, hard to say because this one's so fresh because... and the other ones are a little farther away. Yeah, I feel like my initial reaction after the other shows was like, damn, that was, like, awesome. And this one, I'm just like, it was good. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's, like, maybe got overhyped a little bit or whatnot. But, um, yeah, good good for them doing pulling off another show sold out Mm -hmm. in Chicago. I think I read, there was, like, a post um, match afterwards with Tony Khan where he said they're going to try to run it every year in Chicago okay. all for all out or all, all out right. two or hey, keep running until you keep and... keep running until you convince CM Punk to come back. Oh, That's what everybody's going to want. Yeah, but that guy, I just think he's it. I, I think he's been past he, it for a long time before he, he left it. But he did make an interesting comment this weekend uh, where he said that if Vince and Trips called him, he'd listen, but yeah. he's not going to be the one who initiates. Yeah, so. well. He will once he needs the money. Yeah. All right. I think that's enough. Right? Anything yeah. else you want to say? You no. are right? No. I, I, All right. I think we were both... Uh, I think we're good. Awful on our picks. Oh, yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. We yeah. both went three. Yeah. Three out of however many. Yeah. So, I think the plan... We're not going to have a show for about a month. Um, yeah, NXT and NXT still exists. Yeah, we'll do some NXT. Yeah, we haven't really built up because we have. Produ- I'm sure we have production issues too and work rate <laughs> problems. So we'll uh, we'll hit some NXTs to try and figure that out. Try and get on a regular schedule. Trying to figure all this stuff out and uh, you know get used to it. You used to us. We used to doing it. Yeah. So just kind of want to end with uh, thanks for anybody that has checked us out so mm-hmm. far. This is our. Second and a half-ish episode, I guess you Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, three episodes, if you're listening to them on our Podbean, iTunes has yet to approve us. Uh, but once that happens, I'll be pretty happy. Too hot for us. We are. We're too hot for That's why <laughs> iTunes doesn't want us, because we're too good. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, honestly, thank you guys for checking us out. Appreciate it. Yeah, um, I'm sure, as you can tell, we're new to this, and this is Basically, us, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. We hang out and have conversations exactly. about wrestling. So, just us putting it to tape. So, yeah. um, you know, I if you enjoyed the show, hit us up. Let yeah, us know t- what you thought about it. Let us know what you like. Check us out on uh, Wednesday War Pod on the Twitter machine, or uh, Wednesday Night War Pod at Gmail. 
Facebook.com. We have Facebook, right? We do. We have a Facebook. You can just look for Wednesday Night War Podcast. Yeah, I put the po- I put the shows up on there. Yeah. Um, and Twitter seems to be more of the, the networking media. thing for me, but yeah. So Twitter is at Wednesday War Pod because Twitter doesn't let me type in enough characters to fit the whole name. But yeah, check us out. Send us an email. Tell us if you want us to answer any questions or if we stink or tell me you don't like. You happen to think that Chris Jericho's in fantastic shape, and you take umbrage with the fact that I said that he's in a shape. And tell me all the things that you like about Orange Cassidy. Yeah, if you want to just tell us, want to email us at WednesdayNightWarPod at gmail.com if you want us to have an Orange Cassidy-specific show, and we will gladly do that. Well, it is about quarter after four in the morning. Yeah. I have like a half-hour drive home, so yeah. I'm done with this shit. Yeah, me too. See you guys next time. Thanks Good night, for listening. Y'all. Good night.